I want to to give you my definition of God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness means that everything he says and does is certain. Come on. What is certain in this world? What is certain in this life? Everything that God says and does is certain. He's 100% reliable. Come on, guys, I'm not. But he is. You're not, but he is. He's 100% reliable 100% of the time. Wow. He doesn't fail or falter. doesn't change or disappoint. He says what he means and means what he says. How many people do you know that are like that? And therefore does everything he says he will do. Does every time. I've got just a few scriptures, yeah? Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. He is the rock. His ways are perfect. And all his ways are faithful and true. Just and upright is he. I've kind of walked with, you know, with Jesus for, for 46 years. He'd never been unfaithful. Never. I have. Sorry, guys. Don't be disillusioned with me. I have. I've let him down. But never once has he failed me. Not once. Psalm 25, verse 10. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful. Wow. I want to say that God God is faithful to the core. If he didn't keep his word, he wouldn't be God. To say that God is faithful means that he's 100% committed to you. He's devoted to you. And he's looking to pull you out from under the rubble of life. That's what he's trying to do. Even today, God knew that you would be here. He knew. Even today, before you came, his arm was reaching out towards you. Even today, he was extending his love towards you. Why? Because he's faithful. I want to tell you a second story now. So it's quick, actually, quick message. I'll tell you the second story. Excuse me. Young boy, about five years old, was accustomed to sitting under a table. He sat there most evenings because he kind of felt secure in that place. Sat as far, the table was against the wall, and so he sat as far back from the front of the table as he could. And he would rock backwards and forwards and bang his head on the table leg. The later the evening got, the more disturbed he became. On the table was a, a linoleum cloth that came down part of the way at the front and he felt it was hidden. A key went into the lock of the door and turned. And he knew that the time had come. Across the, the floor in front of the table were shoes, men's shoes that were walking. They went to the kitchen opened the oven door and took a meal from the oven that had been there for some hours. The man came back into the, into the living room, looked at his wife and said, this food is terrible. Picked it up and threw it against the wall. Interesting decoration in that house. They were circular, plate-sized, usually above the fireplace. And the young boy sat, curled in a ball, with his hands like this because he knew what was coming soon 
his mother began to be beaten and kicked. And this went on for some time till it fell quiet. And he laid there feeling hopeless and helpless and unable to do anything other than weep gently. He knew that soon it would be his turn and so he faced beatings on a regular basis. Until one day, an uncle came to visit and brought him a small present. He had never received a gift in the whole of his life. He was amazed that someone should give him something and immediately thought that he was loved for and cared for. But unfortunately, the uncle had ulterior motives and got his own plan and his own designs. This continued for some time until the young boy became a victim and was abused. The beatings continued until at school it was discovered that after PE one day and he had to take a shower, it was then discovered that he'd got whip marks on his back. That evening when he he went home, two people arrived and knocked on the door, a man and a woman. They told him to pack his case. It didn't take long because he hadn't got much. And that he was going to go and be with them. By then this boy was about 14. Crippled, hurt, insecure. He never remained in the place where they put him. He kept running away. Until eventually at 15 years of age he found himself homeless and lost. Many crime wave began to, to happen in the areas that he visited. But he was tough and he survived, he managed. Prison, <laughs> probation, and a place of residency was his at a hostel. Life seemed to improve a little bit, but he still couldn't get away from his past. And his hurts and his thoughts chased him and harried him all day long. One day, a woman appeared in the place where he lived. They seemed to look at each other for a while and suddenly she was heading towards him. She said, is it possible for us to talk a little bit? And he thought actually that he'd, uh, he'd just scored. This young boy thought he'd pulled, you say. Older woman. Some of you understand anyway. Some are trying to look as if you don't. But some of you do. The woman then began to talk to him and she said, I'd like to tell you something. And and so the the young fellow said, what do you want to say? She said, I'd like to tell you very much that God loves you. The young man cursed at her and swore at her because he couldn't believe or understand that God could possibly love him because look at the, the effects of his life and where he'd come from. And as the woman turned to walk away, he felt in his heart that, that, that actually what he'd done was that he treated her with disrespect. That he'd rejected her. That he'd pushed her away, that she would now feel that nobody wanted to talk to her. The pain that he'd experienced in his life, he'd passed on to another. And so he called her back. Come and talk to me a little then. And the woman began to say things to him. She, she, she told a story. The woman told him a story. She said, I'd like to tell you a story about a young boy who sat under a table. 
who rocked back and forwards and banged its head. Whose father abused him. Whose uncle mistreated him. I'd like to tell you a story about a victim. And as she told the story, layers and layers of his life were taken off. Till at the end he somehow felt strangely clean. That evening I went to the little chapel in the YMCA where I was told I had to live and encountered God. You see, she, she told me that God loved me, but I didn't know. And I went and I sat and I said, God, she says that you love me. Is it true? Is it true? I don't know what it is to be loved. I don't know how it is to be cared for. I don't know what it is that someone would be faithful to me. Is it true? I'd never prayed in all of my life. But I said this to God. I've learned too much too soon, too quick, too fast. I've known things as a child that I should never have known. I've seen things that a child should never see. I carried them in my heart and they hurt me. I didn't understand the concept of uh, a new start or a new beginning or being born again. But I found myself saying this to God, if, if tomorrow could be different, if I could sleep tonight peaceful at last with no nightmares and no bad dreams. And if I could wake in the morning and feel that, that it was like a day where I was a new person. Come on. If tomorrow could be a fresh start and a new beginning and I could unlearn some of the stuff that I've learned, if I could leave that behind me, if I could be like a child upon this planet for the very first day, then I believe that you love me. The rest of it is history. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I woke the next day, I felt you. I felt clean. I want to tell you this, that uh, wherever we are today, I want to tell you that God is faithful. Whether you're sick or you're well, God is faithful. Whether you feel that you're in the dark, God is faithful. Whether you feel that God is against you, he's faithful. Amen. Whether you have mental or physical pain, God is faithful. Yes. When you can't find release, God is faithful. Yes. When you feel that people don't understand you, God is faithful. Yes. When you're ready to give up and you've got no hope, God is faithful. Yes. And today God is stretching out his hand to us to lift us from the rubble, to rescue us. Hmm. It's been a journey of the process. I'm not who I was. And I wondered how I'd, I'd share this this morning, wondered how I'd tell the story. 
I'm emotional, but it's been a huge part of my life. And since that day, God has been faithful to me time and time and time again. Never, ever unfaithful. Always perfect in his love. So I, 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 I'm nearly done. Yeah, wow, it's amazing. Two minutes past twelve. Amazing. I'm nearly finished. But I'd like us to stand. This morning we've come as we are. I know that there's not one of us who are perfect. And those of you who pretend to be, sorry, but you're wrong. There's not one of us who's got it together. I'm so glad that Jesus came for sinners. I'm so glad that he came for me. And this morning, I want to to assure you that wherever you are, his love is for you. Whatever situation or circumstance you're in, his, his passion is for you. That he loves you with great tenderness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to do something that... I, I want to tell you one more story, and then, then, I, then I want to pray. I want to suggest that maybe in your heart you want to, to reach out towards God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is already reaching out towards you, that in your heart you reach out towards him uh, and ask him to to come into your situation, into your circumstance, to lift the rubble, to move the clutter. Uh, he, he, he is longing to look into your face. Whatever hole you're in, he's moved everything that's in the way between you and him so that he can see you. The final story I want to tell you is this. There was a young man who was uh, in college in America. He was training for the Olympics and he was a diver. For many years... People have spoke to him about salvation, about coming to know the love of God. He'd always resisted. One particular night, he determined in his heart that he would go to dive to practice. So he went to the college pool, climbed up onto the highest board. Stories I'll tell you, they're true stories. Climbed up to the highest board. The lights in the swimming pool were off. They weren't on at night, but there was just a, a safety light that was there. He stood on the top pole, on the edge of the board, extended his arms like this to dive. Saw his reflection on the wall. Wow. Symbol of a cross. In that moment, he knelt, gave his life to Christ. Determined that he would live for God. On completion of his prayer, the janitor came and turned on the lights. And as he looked down, he saw that the pool had been drained for maintenance. Wow. I tell you, God is reaching out to us. His ways are perfect. All his ways are just. A God of faithfulness. I I commend him to you. I commend him to you. Now I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you, you, you may physically want to do this, you may not, it doesn't matter. But this morning, let every heart be reaching towards God. Let every hand be, be, be grasping for the hand of God, which is towards us. Yeah. Father, I ask in this place that every heart would be touched by the faithfulness of God. That every person here would understand and know 
the love of God for them in such a personal way. Father, I pray that as you reach towards us, we'd reach to you. And Father, there would be connection. Father, I pray for encounters. Father, I pray that the words that I've spoken will touch the hearts of many. And Father, they bring hope and encouragement in you. Father, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, I'm done. Thank you.